1969, we had literally a, a collapse within Northern society. We had a fracture that had never happened from 1921. Uh, and one of the casualties of, the, of, the, of that fracture was the criminal justice system. Literally, people within the nationalist community did not buy into or trust or cooperate or engage with the criminal justice system. And of course, then as the conflict broke out uh, and intensified, uh, you know, people still want to feel safe in their homes. People still don't want their uh, homes uh, burglarized or broken into. They don't want their property damaged or, or stolen. They don't want to be stabbed in the street through a, a, a drunken riot. They, they want to live relatively safe, safe lives. And that's even as, as the bullets are flying around you within a conflict in which many people felt they couldn't, they couldn't stop or couldn't be part of. Hi, I'm Naomi Murphy, and this is the Locked Up Living podcast, where we talk with a wide range of people about harsh aspects of institutional life. We also explore some of the ways to overcome them and to grow and develop. I'm David Jones. So join us every Wednesday morning, six o'clock UK time, for a fresh podcast. Okay. Welcome, Harry. Really nice to have you join us today to talk about the work that you're doing. But can you tell us firstly a little bit about yourself and how you came to be the Director of Community Restorative Justice Ireland? Well, I suppose uh, it, was a, it was a journey that was uh, uh, had its roots in the conflict uh, here in the north. And uh, uh, as, you'll, as you'll see in my, my bio, uh, I'm a former Republican prisoner. Uh, and at the time of... Uh, the uh, negotiations around the Belfast Agreement. One of the aspects of that was prisoner release schemes. And uh, on returning to my community, I, I had been in prison in the hate spots nearly 11 years. Uh, on returning to uh, my community, uh, I wanted to play an active role in the peace building. And one of the issues which had been uh, long been uh, well up the community agenda was crime, anti-social behaviour and so forth had, had, had could be dealt with. And, uh, and, and when I said dealt with from a community perspective and uh, even while in prison these, these things would have been debated and, and discussed. We had a number of uh, people, substantial number of people who would have been reading criminology and, and, the, and the other and the other sort of educational programmes and projects. We were huge contributors to the Open, open University. Uh, so we, we, while, we, while we were in prison, we were spending our time productively. And uh, I had uh, heard about this, this, this debate that was ongoing uh, within Republican circles, uh, but also uh, within academic circles, you know, people who had uh, uh, a, long, a long history in human rights, uh, issues, uh, people who had uh, extensive careers in youth work and working with young people, particularly young people who were who were on the edge of many of the activities that were happening in our community. And we, we I, I very quickly sort of tapped into that type of debate and that type of uh, discussion. And really it was about, I suppose, at the, at, at, at the, at the sharper end of it, during the course of the conflict, in 1969, we had literally a, a collapse within Northern society. We had a fracture that had never happened 
from 1921. Uh, and one of the casualties of, the, of, the, of that fracture was the criminal justice system. Literally, people within the nationalist community did not buy into or trust or cooperate or engage with the criminal justice system. And of course, then as the conflict broke out uh, and intensified, uh, you know, people still want to feel safe in their home. People still don't want their uh, homes uh, burglarized or broken into. They don't want their property damaged or, or stolen. They don't want to be stabbed in the street through a, a, a drunken riot. They, they want to live relatively safe, safe lives. And that's even as, as the bullets are flying around you within a conflict in which many people felt they couldn't, they couldn't stop or couldn't be part of. Uh, and it's noticeable even if you look at conflict areas throughout the world. You know, I, I was reading there a number of years back on, on Syria, where you know the Syrian, the Syrian authorities were still trying to prosecute drug dealers. They were still making drug raids in Damascus. So these things are 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 important to people, and and as the as the conflict deepened uh, and broadened, the 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 IRA in particular, but other other armed groups, but the IRA in particular within the Republican leftist community, uh, tried to fill that gap, uh, and they filled the gap with a number of different techniques, one being discussion, uh, trying to make interventions based on dialogue. Uh, trying to find, uh, you know, taking problem-solving approaches. And the other side of that continuum was quite violent responses to uh, crime. And uh, I want to say violent, I mean, literally people were executed for drug dealing. People were, were, were shot uh, in the legs and in the, in, in the, in the knees in particular. Uh, or shot in the ankles, knees, and elbows, uh, or were beaten, uh, or expelled from the community and from the country, or a mixture of some of those things. So it was a very sort of brutal response to to what were, you know, issues that were happening in other in every other major city, in every other place across Europe and across the world, uh, and. You know that discussion about how do you how do you change what's happening? Because if you're in a peace process, the guns are falling silent. You're now talking to what would have been your political enemies. You're reaching across to uh, across community uh, responses. Then how does that how does that add up to shooting people in your own community and the continuation of that? Uh, so. I felt that work for me was 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 worthy. It was uh, it was a ground level, uh, and it was worthwhile because while I have been away uh, and we have been reading and educating, uh, we do understand that the drivers and the underpinning factors and dynamics of much crime and all these sorts of behaviour is poverty. It is, it is the place where you live uh, and all those sort of push-pull factors that, that, that are happening around you. And, uh, and to make an impact on that uh, was one, so a substantial effort in terms of building peace. Two, it was going to challenge the mindset that, that, that these problems could be dealt with in such a, a, a balanced way. Uh, and I suppose three, opening up new, new ways of thinking 
about very old problems. I mean, the problems of antisocial behaviour didn't just land with this in this past two or three or four years. They've been with this uh, forever uh, in a day. Uh, and, and then, of course, the, the, the issues around crime, theft, and taking things that don't belong to you, and using and abusing. Again, I've been with this for, for millennia. Uh, so we also then opened up that debate. Uh, as I say, I was part of that when I was in prison. Uh, and the debate it took us to the... Everything we were talking about in the debate it pointed towards restorative justice. That's where, Harry, that's, I, that's where the lines kept coming in. Can I just ask you a question? And it probably sounds like a bit of a stupid question. But uh, did the punishment beatings and the kneecappings and so on. Did it work? Did it cut down drug dealing? Uh, it absolutely did. It absolutely did. Uh, there was a there was a, a different level of drug dealing uh, in, in the communities that I, I live in today. Uh, there's a different level and, and much of it, I suppose, can be traced to the, the maybe the lack of threat or the lack of that type of response. But in reality, drugs was always here. Uh, it's it's how it showed itself, uh, and of course, we're living in a living in a, I suppose Belfast would be a bit of a backwater in some in some respects. You know, while Dublin was undergoing uh, huge issues around the introduction to of heroin uh, into the drug scene in the, in the late seventies, early eighties. That didn't happen in Belfast, and it didn't happen for for different reasons. But the conflict was most certainly part of that. Uh, but up the road uh, in Ballymena, there was also a huge heroin uh, uh, issue, which was connected more to uh, Scotland and people who were working back and forward and being introduced to this type of uh, this type of substance, bringing it back, and you know what. With heroin users, heroin users very often become uh, suppliers too, and, and, and vice versa, and, uh, and, and it takes root. So yes, I would say that, that, that there would be a sense that uh, the armed groups from whatever section of the community who were pushing against uh, drugs were having a, a certain level of success. Uh, and I also remember, I think it was in 2007, we, we had started to engage with the, the police instructors and the, the policing plan had just been drawn up and announced for West Belfast. And West Belfast would be one of the biggest uh, Republican blocks uh, right across the, the north. Uh, and there wasn't the mention of drugs in the policing plan. And I spoke to a, a senior officer in West Belfast and, and I asked him about it and he says, we don't we don't encounter drugs as an issue. Which really, you know, should have been ringing alarm bells from the police. Because really what you're saying is that we don't encounter the community. We aren't engaged in to what is happening within a particular community here. And that, that begs questions of, of, of policing uh, and what policing is about. And, and they're probably going to explore some of those some of those ideas and what and what that means and how do you, how do we turn these things around? Because the problems that I can talk about in Belfast, you know, apart from the conflict, 
Uh, I have been right across the Western world. There's no place unique here. There's no place where you're experiencing uh, different different issues. Uh, maybe maybe there's some pushback in terms of how you deal with them, bringing in new ideas, trying new and new and more innovative ways. But the actual issues are are the same. So, so if you if you if you go to Berlin, you go to Paris, you go to you know Copenhagen, Amsterdam. A lot of people use it as a as a place to uh, use drugs it's 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 there so so uh, harry you've 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 touched i mean you you talking about the fact that these are very common issues but um but you also made reference to um syria for instance in this and we've previously interviewed jared drennan who comes from south africa who we we spoke with him about this topic of restorative justice and also Baz dreisinger who's visited various countries across the world but including uh, Rwanda for instance and 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 had some discussions with her about restorative justice do you think there is something about societies that have been marked by really very deep levels of violence and conflict that means that they have to resort to new they have to be more innovative in trying to find solutions I think absolutely I think uh when 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 you're dealing in a, in a changed situation you need to adapt to that and you need to look for different type of responses for instance when we were we were starting out in this journey uh it was pre-1988 uh, negotiations hadn't been concluded around the, the the belfast agreement but people were starting to talk about it because it was rooted within the conflict and uh and the start and say look you know, the basic is broken here. You know, what are we doing as, as a community? What are we doing as Republican activists? What are we doing as uh, political figures? What are we doing as community figures supporting us? We need to, we need to take a different view. And, uh, and, that, and that was all part of that debate. The other, I suppose, fairly substantial dynamic was because of the, because of the, the conflict, uh, and I'm not sure how familiar you will be with the, the politics of the of the, the Belfast Agreement, but the the issue around criminal justice, and particularly policing, was so toxic in 1988 that it had to be parked. So it was it was it was put into a commission in which uh, Chris Patton uh, headed, and uh, they then delivered a, a a report after two years. And that journey then started, how the people start to engage around policing, and so, so on and so forth. There was a number of series of negotiations uh, which took people up to the, 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 the point where, I suppose, full engagement around policing started to happen. But, you know, for Republicans, uh, um, and I'm speaking here as a, as a restorative practitioner, but been back to being released from prison, to make the jump from saying to our own communities, look, folks, anti-social behaviour, crime and criminality are not going to be shut away. I have to say there was there was huge agreement around around that statement. So, you know, from saying it's not going to be shut away, then what do you say? 
how it is going to be impacted upon. What do you do? How do you bring people on a journey with you to say, here's what we're going to try and do. Here's what we're going to try and achieve. And uh, the obvious, I suppose, in a normal society is you say, well, then we embrace the criminal justice system. We move towards that statutory world. We didn't have the luxury. The, the Irish government, the British government, the Americans, uh, all the different political parties, uh, North, South, East, West, all had different views on what policing should be. They couldn't come to an agreement on what it was. And then, of course, you know, uh, we talk about the criminal justice system. Many people talk about the police. The police were a major combatant within the conflict. There was what we call or what we term, and I suppose very loosely, kind of legacy issues, places, you know, shootings that the, the police had been involved in, uh, which were which were uh, disputed, or a relationship between police and loyalist uh, armed groups, in which the suspicion was that the police were supplying information, uh, intelligence, weapons, and maybe some logistics in around uh, some of the killings that had taken place, particularly in the 80s and early 90s. And how do you make how do you make the jump to say, folks, we're going to engage with the police now. This is nineteen ninety eight, and you know we'll forget about all that's going. You wouldn't have got off the ground. You wouldn't have got out of the room, probably. Uh, but you know, so being challenged with those sets of sets of circumstances, you have the starting point of what we would call a third way, and the third way then became the restorative justice uh, approach. Uh, a bit like the, you, you had talked about Rwanda, uh, Kieran McAvoy, Dr. Kieran McAvoy, is a member of our board who done uh, substantial work in, in Rwanda. And, and, uh, and he and the Rwandans were, were, were fixed or, or were faced with the situation that, you know, uh, the system had failed. Uh, the, uh, the system has failed. But there was a, the enormity of what had taken place, I think, really sort of opened up the potential for restorative justice to, to, to become part of the resolution of what had happened during the genocidal years. What was, what, was the, what was the key turning point for you, Harry, do you think, to shift the mindset of, you know, you're trying to resolve things yourselves and and thinking we need to we need to have discourse um, and this restorative justice process. Well, I, I suppose I suppose there's a number of things. There was the I think the the, the reality that uh, Republican Republican groups uh, and particularly the IRA had never really given much thought to being a, a, a police force. That that hadn't been a part of the discussion. That hadn't been a part of its development. It kind of happened in an ad hoc basis. Uh, and then over the years, you kind of seen the failures of that or the the excesses of that. And you know, you knew you knew that something something needed to happen in around that type of activity. Uh, I remember uh, Martin Manus, uh, I think it was in nineteen eighty three or eighty four, I think maybe nineteen eighty four, uh, announced uh, at the Easter period, Easter commemoration in Belfast, and then uh, the punishment violence. Uh, now that 
that didn't last particularly long because there's nothing there's nothing to replace it with. But the fact that he made that announcement tells you that the public was saying this needs to change. Mm-hmm. It needs to stop, it needs to go away, it needs to be whatever. But something something else needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh that 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 was then part of the thought process. Uh and then coming out of prison and being part of those discussions uh, while in prison, you were thinking more deeply about these these matters. And you were also talking about, well, this is this is part of building peace. When when you hear when you hear people talking about you know, taking taking the gun out of Irish politics, well, this is it. The crown level. This is it. This is it. Uh, at our own community. This within our own communities. This is this is what it's about. And so there, there was there was a number of different aspects that came together uh, to form a more rounded view to say, listen, this 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 would be a worthwhile a worthwhile project. This would be worthwhile work. This is something we would want to be involved with. And is um is the community restorative justice Ireland? Is it is it made up of both Catholic and Protestant staff uh, volunteers? Well, we we uh, in, in terms of our staff, we, we would we would employ people from both traditions, uh, but we we tend to work uh, within uh, Republican uh, communities, nationalist community, excuse me, and uh, although we we have done work. Uh, across the community divide, we would have a an organisation that's based in Northern uh, communities called uh, NIA Northern Ireland Alternatives, and we have worked very closely with those people for uh, uh, many years, in which we have done some work which which uh, they can do their bit and, uh, at their end, and we can do our bit at our end, and uh, and work together and joint and jointly working things. And can you give us some idea of the sort of scope and size of the work that you you know how many people do you work with what what kind of work are you doing? I suppose over 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 a year, uh, it, it literally it literally adds up to thousands. Uh, I think we we would deal with about twelve hundred thirteen hundred cases per year, uh, and uh, if you if you average a case of four to six people. You know, it's a it's a substantial uh, number of people in terms of uh, the the sharp end work, and we're still engaged with that. We were we were evaluated by a guy called uh, Harry Mega, who was part of the setting up of these uh, projects. Harry Mega is a, is a, a an American academic, he's also a restorative practitioner. He, he he done a lot of around training with with both organisations. They're here. And uh, he evaluated us from 1998 uh, until 2006. Uh, and we had 350 interventions around young people, they not solely young people, but mostly young people, who were moving towards uh, the stage where they were going to be beaten, assaulted, punished, shot, uh, expelled from their own communities. Something awful was going to happen to it, uh, and we had three hundred pod, three hundred fifty pods of intervention. That's that's a that's a huge piece of work. Mm. Uh, so you know it's 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 substantial, and uh, and even even back then, when we were a much smaller organisation in many different respects, we uh, 
I would say there would have been at least another 50 cases that weren't in the evaluation because they were outside of the geographical areas that were there to be examined. So it's 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 been a, it's been a huge piece of work. Sounds and, like and, it. That, and that type of work is is ongoing. Even, even as I speak, like I was I was involved in a case uh, a number of weeks back, and it's uh, a young person uh, fell under threat, and, and we made an intervention which has been successful. Thank you. So you mentioned earlier on, Harry, how it it, it was clear that just working with the police wouldn't get off the ground as you put it but do you have any contact with the uh, the police service of uh, northern ireland these days uh yeah absolutely you know, it's, a, it's substantial now uh you know uh, we we have met every chief constable from qord uh, right through we work with the police on a daily basis, on on issue based uh, work, uh, and we will meet with the police in terms of development and how do we develop relationships, how do we develop better relationships, how do we develop working relationships. Well, all of that is part of the mix. So we meet we meet with police at, at every level uh, and right across the board. Any any of our workers, any of our uh, offices. We'll, we'll have visits and, and significant contact with, uh, with the police. That, that wasn't always the case, but it is now because we knew, you know, any society, you know, I, 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 I would like to sit here as, a, as an abolitionist and say, you know, let's do away with jails here, let's do away with criminal justice systems, let's know we can sort this all out. That's not the real world, that's not the world we're living in, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, we do need a criminal justice system. Uh, we do need prisons. We do we do need people to be kept safe. Uh, but what type is more the is more the point now? How should it work? How should it serve the community and, and its citizens? Those are, I suppose, the more normal type questions that we're starting to get into, uh, rather than the the, the, the political. Uh, conflict and, and what happened and, and, and what took place during that. Thank you. So you, you've been describing uh, a large bulk of activity, uh, of work that you do. Is this just in Belfast or have you got branches across the uh, the north? No. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, no, there's, there's offices in Derry uh, and in Uri and South Armagh. And we have reached out to other communities uh, across the north to do specific pieces of work where we can, because there are, like everything else, it's, 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 there's, there's uh, resources where you're constrained on what you can actually do and what you can deliver. But you know, in terms of the north, Belfast and Derry are the are the, the, the two big corner basins, and uh, uh, and Newry and South Armagh. It's significant because it's a border region, uh, and it's also. Uh, a region where, uh, in terms of conflict, it was fairly high intensity. So it's 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 a good spread uh, of work uh, that we're doing. Uh, and then over this past number of years, we've also uh, expanded in the uh, North Lurgan 
uh, as an area. So it's it's it, 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 and we think it should be more of this stuff. You know, in terms of a of a strategic approach to restorative practice or restorative justice, we think there's there's certain there's certain areas or there's certain centers in society that actually lend themselves to this type of work and these types uh, of approaches. And uh, we think there needs to be much more uh, cognizance given uh, of that. And that if you're looking to really develop this, you know, you should be looking towards young people, early years project. You should be looking towards schools. If you're looking towards sporting organizations, things that can really rule us out in a positive way. I think sometimes restorative justice and restorative practice can get locked into the, the criminal justice uh, debate when really it's about so much more. I remember doing a, a case and I, I mediated, I mediated the, the case uh, and we had invited a, uh, uh, a justice of the peace to the, to the, the mediation. Uh, and he sat in and he said laughed he just he was blown away by the experience. And he says, Look, you know, ninety percent of the issues dealt with around this table don't belong in a court. We'll never be raised in a court. We'll never have the opportunity of being heard in a court. So he was he's actually blown away by experience. Uh because yeah, well there's maybe, you know, there's a law broke somewhere, there's someone who's offended. So much other damage that it's done. And of course, the, the, the starting point is damage to human relationships. So uh, we, we, we feel, and we feel quite strongly that uh, as we, I suppose, I mean, we entered into a different a different era now, uh, because for, for many years, people uh, haggled and, and became involved in a, in a debate, which is really politicized rather than being a debate about does this work? How can we implement it? How can we develop it? It was about, you know, Brian McGuire's an ex-prisoner. You don't want these sort of people involved, you know, which is all, it was all really a bit of a nonsense in, 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 in a whole lot of different ways. It should have been, well, Brian McGuire's doing positive work there. So let's see, let's see what's happening. Let's, let's, let's judge it by its merits rather than something else. Uh, and that, that kind of way sort of, Shackled the the, the the debate around this, but I think as we have, have worked away, as we have uh, opened ourselves up, and we've been very open to that for many 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 years, uh, this stuff works. I have seen I have seen people who have really tried to harm each other badly, like sit around the table and talk about it, uh, and end up shaking hands. You know, sharing tears. You know, while one of them, you know, felt threatened, uh, and the other maybe felt victimized. After ten or fifteen minutes discussion, they were all feeling all three of those things. Everybody. Many many people act out of fear or out of anger or out of just hopelessness, and uh, so you know, having 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 the opportunity to hear your feelings. Having an opportunity to be involved in a resolution which you can be part of, you know, that's how it works. It's very simple stuff. It's very, uh, it's very, you know, you, you, people talk about restorative justice and then they go into, you know, 
it's 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 a system which is universal. It's happening all over the world. It's you know, and you get caught up in the you get caught up in the the language of that. You need to strip that down. See, see, restorative justice. It's happening every place right around the world because it's happening across the dinner table. It's 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 the couple who's having relationship problems talking them out and saying how how do I want to resolve this? And sometimes you can't you can't manage to do it yourself or yourselves, so you bring in somebody else. Someone that's comes in gives you a hand. You know, it could be the priest, it could be the doctor, it could be you know, people are doing this stuff. You know, it's 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 the parent who sets the case down and says, No, what happened there and has the conversation and they're their background in the garden and everything's involved. These these things these things are, are happening from we've walked the, the planet. Uh, you know, the North American Indians, the peace tape, the struggles. These people were doing it before we even we even had heard of it, you know. I would like to say the Irish have been doing it for 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 centuries and for millennia. We had the Breton the Breton laws. And the Breton laws are about uh, reparation. It's about holding the clan together. It's about holding the community together. So, you know, people have been doing these things. Uh, and say so we strip away the, the science and we strip away the, the, the sort of the mistake of it. It's really, it's really how do people have difficult conversations around well, difficult issues? You say simple, Harry, but it doesn't sound that simple to me. I suspect it's simple because you and your organisation have been doing it for quite a while. Now, so you've become you're know, very good at it. I mean, I, I watched the um, documentary by Stacey Dooley, which was on your um, organization's yeah. website, uh, and it looked very difficult to me and uh, quite um, tense, difficult work. How how do you train and support your staff? Well, uh, sometimes good and sometimes not so good. Uh, but I suppose uh, in terms of training, we're we're all trained up to uh, a recognised level. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. We have the uh, we, we we work through a, a government protocol now. Uh, have done for many years, uh, and as part of the protocol, it was that we would be trained to a recognised level in terms of restorative practice and restorative justice, uh, which was delivered by the Oxford University at uh, one stage. We are now delivering. Uh, some of those programs ourselves. Uh, but we would have had uh, basic training in what we were doing. And we were training human rights, restorative justice, restorative justice techniques, mediation, uh, chain protection, support and victims. You know, so we, 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 we had a good level of, uh, of uh, training initially. We were, I suppose, pioneers in terms of what we were doing. And like all pioneers, we were pushing the boat out. And sometimes we had left the paddle on the on the wrong side of the wrong side of the river, uh, and we were literally up the creek without the paddle. But you know, that's that's how you learn. That's how you that's how you learn to develop techniques and develop ways of dealing and talking to people, of listening to people, of gauging the people. And 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 in the early days, you know, many of the critics of what we were doing. Uh, we've been saying like, how do you do this? Like, people just come in and they want to talk, and we were saying, yeah, that's that's how it happens. No, that's not how it happens. They're being threatened to talk. Now, see, see, once you strip that back, that's just so much nonsense. That's like threatening the alcoholic. 
saying, where, where do I hit you? If you don't come in and talk to your, your parents about uh, the alcohol abuse here, it's just, it's just, it's completely the time. I don't know anybody who would want to be involved in anything like that. But what we did do, uh, and what people very quickly understood, was, you know, when we engaged with them, we didn't feel threatened. Because we were saying, we're, we're here to make sure people don't get threatened. We're here to have resolve, but we can't do it on ourselves. We can't do it by ourselves. We need the participants to the dispute and say, right, I'm, I'm prepared to take my responsibilities also, seriously. And I'm prepared to play a role within that. And that's how you, you start to move things along. And as you're, as you're engaging the people, the people are saying that about you. And they're feeling more secure about it. They're feeling more listened to. And very often we we are presented with what we call the presented issue. You know, it's it's someone stole my car, such and such stole my car, such and such broke my window, such and such done whatever. But if you if you take the car one, because car crime is a huge issue. Uh, particularly in, in, in West Belfast, you know, people being been hurt and injured on a, on, on a weekly basis through that type of car crime. And many young people caught up in it. And if you really step that back and you start to think about, you know, you're sitting talking to a parent here about your child who's 14 or 15 years of age, who's out in the middle of the night driving a stolen vehicle through an estate at 80 and 100 mile an hour. It's not just a stolen car is the problem, folks. There's, there's other issues. And you start to tease those other issues out and you start to talk about those other things. And then you start to bring in supports and you start to bring in resources who can be useful to help people move through what is the presenting issue, but also one of the residual issues. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't, you know, you can't, you can't put out a fire by saying you're, you're just going to walk in one corner of it. It's just that's not reality, and uh, and and we and we understood that, and because we actually live in these communities, which is a great, that's a great plus, because what what the people you're meeting with, you know, we actually feel these things. We have kids, we have families who live in in, in a child that do the right things in these communities. So we understand it. Uh, and and then how you how you, you bring these techniques and how you, you use them. It's it's essentially I, I would say like, you know, it is very difficult work. It can be very draining work. I remember on one day doing two mediations and I said I would never ever do it again. I was physically I was physically completely wiped wiped out at the end of it. Uh, but I also have to say being in a mediation and seeing the changes taking place right in front of you that's a very very privileged place to be because you see people who are genuinely saying listen we've got a you know Houston we've got a problem uh, but we're not asking Houston to fix it we're going to fix it ourselves and that's 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 big stuff uh, and that's when you're in the that's when you're in the really sort of creating change. You know, someone coming in and saying, you've got a problem. Here's what your problem is. 
and you better solve it. It doesn't. That's that's not working for us. Uh, and if we look around, you know, if we look around Western Europe, we can see it. But it's not working. So why why are we trying to why are we trying to say it is working? Let's have a more open and honest debate about it. So, Harry, before we get to the end, is there anything you think we ought to talk about? Anything you want to raise that we haven't raised already? Well, I suppose uh, I suppose uh, there would probably be a number of things. One would be the disconnect between the criminal justice system and the citizens that that system is supposed to serve. There is something inherently wrong. Uh, and this, this isn't, this, you know, it's not a political issue per se, but we can see the political impacts of it. When we look at the Black, Black Lives Matters campaign uh, in, in the States, there's something wrong there. You know, I'm not making a judgment of what is wrong, but there's something wrong. There's something wrong in, in Western Europe when we see on our TV screens huge demonstrations against social issues, whatever it may be, you know, last week it was the retirement days in, in, in Paris, and we see citizens in the police really, really comfortably. Uh, and then you say this, this happens in Berlin, happens in Rome, happens in London, happens in Dublin. And, and, and we need to ask ourselves some serious questions about that. And we need to ask, is the criminal justice system about the state? Or is the criminal justice system about the people? And for me, it needs to be centered much more about people and what it can actually deliver for the citizen. That has to be, you know, the police officer is, is one of the few people we invest the power to hurt and harm a fellow citizen. And in my view, that's not being used particularly well, right across the globe. So that, that, that would be one area. The, the, whole, the whole issue of criminal justice, having the answers, because it's, it's nearly you're told that they do have all the answers, when in, in reality, they don't. And it's nearly like a pretense goes on. Uh, and I think people are getting fed up with that pretense. So we need to be a bit more honest about, well, what can the system do? And what should the system be doing? And starting refocusing and reset uh, the system. Uh, I suppose, thirdly, for the sort of work that we do, we need to be open to it. We need to start to build uh, much more. We need to take our, our, our blindfolds off. This isn't, you see, it's not a clinical thing. Getting two neighbours around a table in the middle of Anderson time. To help them have a difficult conversation about whatever has led to the breakdown in relationships. That's not a political thing. And let's see it as that. The police don't have to be involved in every little incident. Because let's be honest, if they were, we couldn't deal with that anyway. See, that's the honest, that's the honest response. So, you know, let's let's let, let's look at these things. Let's give these things for a weather. Let's look at them uh, from a, a point of view that, you know, because you raise some of these issues at certain forums and, and the first people that are really criticizing are the people in the system. 
It was just, I may be a trapper. You know, so is it about control or is it about less? People-centric processes. In my view, it should be about people-centric processes. Bringing people back into the, the workings of the system. Exposing them to the workings of the system. Letting them be a part of it. Letting them be a part of the solutions. Because at the end of the day, you know, you back to the, the alcoholic of medicine now a few times. It's only when it's only when the person when the Texan says, I need to change. You know, I was a smoker for many, many years. It's only when I decided I just give them up. That's 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 when the change happened. Everybody else telling me you need to stop smoking, they never they've never they've never done it that. So it's 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 a wee bit like that. And uh, and that's and that's how we used to be it's and that's kick these issues around. The the issue of drugs, which is a huge issue very close by so good. Uh, and further afield, we need to bring some models to, to that particular debate and discussion. Uh, and we need to be open to managing it uh, in different ways because there's there's still there's still people who believe that there's a war on drugs and that it can be won. And that's just not. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that's in the real world. Very difficult to get a discussion on these issues, and it sounds as if you're the one setting an example for Stormont and the House of Commons in London, rather than the other way around. Well, well, to manage it, I want to thank you know the people on the ground. We don't have the luxury to say, look, we're going to we're going to put that on hold. If 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 two neighbours want to hurt and harm each other, and you know, let's be honest, we we we've had neighbour we've had neighbour disputes in which someone who's been stabbed to death. You know, it can, it can go that far. It can go that deep. Uh, why would you want to get in there and put the fire and, and have people put the fire It's 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 simple stuff. Okay. So, Harry, it sounds like, uh, you know, the work that you're doing sounds like it's Quite emotionally challenging and draining at times. How do you how do you look after your own emotional self and make sure that you're nourished? Well, I just love the bang of a heart attack, so I mayn't be the boss. I mayn't be the best person to ask. No, I, I'm, I'm just being glib about that. But look, uh, it is difficult uh, having having a, a switch off points because well, well, when I talked earlier about being a part of the community and living the community, and you know, you live and breathe every every bit of it. The same as everybody else. It means you're accessible. It means your door can be that. It means people will come to you. But that's 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 part of the process, I think. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Having more resources would be one way of doing it. being strategic about growing these types of responses, put them in the schools, put them into uh, uh, the, the, the the kindergartens, put them into the crisis. Teaching, teaching young people these techniques right from the get-go. Folks, people will, will end up sorting it themselves. I say, if you're walking past a primary school and you see a bit of a dispute, you always see some young kid get over and say, hold on, get in the middle. You always see that. Yeah. People can do this stuff themselves. We don't need systems. We don't need big. Whoever looking after us, we, we, we just need to be uh, I suppose, in part, 
and we're not empower people with these these thought processes, these ways of dealing with conflict. You know, we, 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 we teach kids the basics of nowhere else. You want to give them these. Thank you. Thanks very much indeed, Harry. Great to meet you. Um, thank you. Thank Enjoy. you very much.